What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle. And what a week it has been, Kyle. Yeah, it has it's been a wild ride. Uh, we got our Patreon set up, so we're going to talk about that a little bit here. We got a website set up. We're going to talk about that as well. And then Kyle's going to magically whisk us away through time and space. <laughs> To his episode he's put together, but uh, we got a new mixer, and it's got this little soundboard that we can put sound clips in, so you guys get to suffer through that. Yeah, it's going to get pretty annoying, annoying for the most part. Yeah, we'll get sick of it after a while, but until then, you're just going to have to bear with us. <laughs> but first and foremost, we got to get through the business, and in order to get through the business, i got to have one of these. Heard that. Go crack open a monster, and we're going to get this show on the road. Check us out at all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast, and we shall be there. Come over, hang out with us, share memes, share creepy stuff you find on the internet, weird news, just post everything you find. Just make it dope. And if you do have a paranormal encounter you'd like to share with us and you'd like featured on the show, Kyle's going to tell you how to get it to us. You can use your voice memo recording app on your smartphone, record your story, and then shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also just write it in to us and send it that way. You can record yourself on a video, just however you want to do it, and then just go ahead and shoot it over to us. Hell yeah. Post it in the future and then time travel and send it back to us. Spoiler alert on the episode today. Um, speaking of which, if you listen to us on Apple or iTunes, actually anywhere you listen to us, if you want to hop on there and leave us a rating and review, we'll gladly shout it out if we can find it. <clears throat> um, on Apple and iTunes, it helps us kind of push up through all the other podcasts, and when people search up dope shit, we'll pop up. So today's rating and re- <laughs> today's rating and review is a doozy, but it's still five stars, so it still counts. So it's brought to us from Bigfoot Bong Ripper. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's titled Hot Garbage. 
Five stars. <laughs> Let's send this dumpster fire right to the top. I hope a meteor pierces your nutsack. P.S. I hope Rip It Energy sponsors you instead of Monster. Well, that's fucked up. Wow. It's a little low. Wow. <laughs> Not exactly sure what we did to you, Bigfoot Bong Ripper, but thank you for the five stars. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I, I guess if I get hit in the ball sack with a meteor, I'd probably end up getting rich. I'd sell it. I mean, I, I would say good luck to that, but you <laughs> I'd know, sell that it, son it of a kind of is what it is. But yeah, we picked up a new mixer. Well, Kyle picked up a new mixer, so we're kind of feeling our way through that. So bear with us a little bit. Um, also, big news is we've opened our Patreon up, and it has been it's been up for three days now, and the support has been fucking crazy. I can't yeah. even like put it into words. No, it's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, it definitely a good way. It's just something that I guess we're just going to have to get used to. It's phenomenal. So I'm going to take the time now to shout out our patrons who have decided to uh, support the podcast monetarily. We cannot thank you all enough. So here it is. I'm just going to read them off. Mike, Rochelle, Emily. Maz C, Anonymous, Brian, Brandon, Nancy, Lee, Dylan, Kyle, Dave, Brett, Brian, and Mac. Thank you all so much for taking the time and the energy and the money to put forth to help support the show, help it move forward, help us produce the best possible content that we can send to you guys. And those of you that have um, signed up, if you want to hop on the Patreon and leave us a shipping address, that'd be cool. We can start getting you some goodies your way. For sure. And I'll post that on there so you guys can all check it out. We also have uh, the website set up, so you can check that out at holoskypodcast.com. You can find our Patreon from there, episodes from there, all the goodies. There's also a little link called Buy Us a Monster. So that sends you right to our Venmo page, where if you don't want to do like a monthly subscription that Patreon is, you can just donate to the Monster Fund, and we'll use that to buy these delicious beverages until we get sponsored. Yeah, that'll be a great day. It is going to be a great day. So now that I got the business out of the way, we are going to go into our listener encounter submission once I pull it up here on my phone. All right, here it is. So today's listener encounter is from our friend Michael. He says, So some night in 1994, when I was about 16, I woke up in the middle of the night. It felt like a hand touched my chest, so I was like, that's weird. That doesn't feel... or That's weird that it doesn't feel on my hand that I'm touching my chest, and I realized that both hands were next to my thighs. So I started to lift my head and look down to see what was on my chest. At that time, I heard a loud gasp and shrieking and felt warmth and light pressure lift off my chest. I saw a whitish gray hand with long fingers and large joints moving away into the right of me. My eyes started following and looking up and seeing the arm and just barely seeing the same color as the hand figure there at that time, but a bright green light lit up the left side of my room, which made me look that way fast. It lit up bright enough for me to be able to clearly see the stuff on my shelves, and then it went out. So I looked back at my right, and, to whatever, and whatever was there was gone. So at that point, I sat up, hit the lights, and yelled for my parents. Thank you, Michael, for your submission. Absolutely. Uh, f- 
let me think here. First thing I thought was sleep paralysis because like you have old hag syndrome and people report having beings sit on their chest and pin them down and shit of that nature. But it kind of threw me for a loop when you said the green light flashed. That, of course, sent me Kyle's direction right toward aliens. Aliens. Right toward aliens. Which is what nobody wants to hear, and I understand that, because I don't want to hear about it either. But I don't know. That would That's kind of unsettling how you definitely felt hands on your chest and then the, the green light. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I know where my brain would be going. And in cases like that, I mean, like we've, we've had uh, the story before where the guy is remembering what he thought was the actual events that he just seen something, which is the alien story Steve shared. But in all actuality, that was actually the end of the actual, um, occurrence slash situation yeah you know he's remembering where everything ended so to speak so timeline was not as linear as he thought it was exactly yeah so that's kind of what i'm getting at here is i hope not (laughs) you know i hope that that was the the gist of it that maybe for whatever reason something got interrupted or that's weird best case scenario what Steve said, sleeping hag or something. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, the beginning of the encounter is uh, almost textbook sleep paralysis. Right. You know, dealing with the weird figure and shit, but then the green light came on, which almost, which also makes my brain wonder if the two are co- or like correlated because a lot of UFO abductions talk about being paralyzed, but then it makes you wonder if the people that are encountering the old hag phenomenon is actually encountering an alien abduction phenomenon. Fuck that. That they're like not quite making out. So fuck, I don't know. I hope you didn't get abducted. No shit. That would suck. <laughs> that would definitely suck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird, man. My sleep paralysis never, uh, I never encounter a actual being. So I don't know. It's bizarre. I did have a weird-ass dream the other day, though. I may have talked about it in the last episode. But all this dream shit and all these flyer shits that got me thinking, now I'm starting to have weird dreams. Right. So I don't fucking know. Yep, I've <laughs> had a couple strange strange ones myself. Mine, Sarah kicked me out of bed because I was snoring, and that that's not a part of the dream. That's real life. So yeah, I was sleeping on the to couch. Me too. So I'm camped out on the couch and just, just fall asleep, and all of a sudden I feel the couch shaking, like rumbling. So I'm thinking, holy shit, is there a fucking earthquake? There's no earthquakes in Illinois. What in the fuck? So I'm thinking maybe the dog's being an idiot and bumping up against it or some shit. So it keeps going on, keeps going on. So when I finally open my eyes and I roll over to look up, instead of seeing the roof to my house, I just see the stars. It's an open sky. Dope. And I'm like, well, that's not supposed to be there. And then all of a sudden... It's almost like they started swirling or I was swirl like spinning because everything just kind of blended together and then I woke up. But I mean, it wasn't that scary, but it was kind of weird. That would definitely be weird. Yeah. Hopefully I was abducted. Hopefully not. <laughs> Whatever. I'd say odds are you were. Yeah. I'm a pretty heavy guy, so it'll probably take a couple of them. <laughs> 
Especially if they're like three foot nothing. Slow and low, bud. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still in uh, contact with that fucking weird ass number from the Flyers. If anybody wanted an update on that, they messaged me uh, Sunday after some shit. And I don't know what's going to become of this rabbit hole. They haven't messaged me back. And here it is a week later almost. But let me see if I saved it. I may have. Yeah, here's here's what they said. It said, we would appreciate ongoing communication as long as there are experiences that you are willing to report. If you reach a higher level of trust within egress industries, we may become able to share otherwise classified information for your own discretion. That sounds like some... Interesting shit. Fucking black label shit there, Kyle. Yeah, I'm good with it. Hell yeah. Hopefully they or they message me back and aren't being dumb. Tell us some secrets. Yeah, for my own discretion. That's almost threatening. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to tell you this for your own good. Okay. Maybe... I quit. <laughs> this is me resigning from the podcast. Steve uh, is stepping out. Fucking love my life. <laughs> Good luck with that, everybody. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It's yeah. just weird that they're just keeping in contact with thought. us. It does. It just six I nine comes in and you go, "What the fuck?" It's like instant Alzheimer's. I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're getting carried away. Hell yeah! I'm just, I'm just kind of riding this high of like the support and everybody that everybody's showing to us. I can't wrap my brain around it, but you guys are fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's crazy. We could not ask for better listeners. No, this one big weird fucking family we got together. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. Like I said, it, I don't think that we're ever gonna be comfortable with it because it's way out of me and Steve's wheelhouse. It really is. But we are. We're trying to put together the best shit we can get together for you guys. We've got some merch on the way for all of our Patreon uh, subscribers, and we're getting T-shirts made. So we're going to be in contact with you all, depending on like your tiers and shit. We're going to get shit shipped out, and we're going to get our shit together. We promise. One day. One day. But now on to what everybody wants to talk about, and that is weird shit. Kyle's been fucking stoked on this. Kyle's been like messaging me in the middle of the night, and she's like, you're not going to fucking believe this. I know. I've left it super cryptic. I know. So he has no fucking clue what's going on. All he said is time travel, and I was like, oh. Which I am a time traveler. I just haven't made it to that point in my life yet. Dude. Anybody that knows me knows that I got this weird-ass picture my mom sent me. Oh, yeah. From like the early 90s, like 93 or 94, where I'd, I'd only be like six or seven years old, but... My mom's uh, leading a Girl Scout meeting, and at this time, like I said, I'd only be like seven, but there is definitely a picture of me in my grown-ass state as a man standing in the background of this picture holding somebody's baby, giving the medal sign. It is pretty fucking weird. I know. See, and now my hair's growing out kind of like his was in the picture. So maybe you're getting ready to time travel. It's almost time. That's fucking sweet. We're going to go time travel. I'm going to... I'm going to hold a hollow sky sticker when I go back to the Girl Scout meeting. Yes. And then when we come back to this time, because time is a flat circle and just happens over and over and over again, you're going to see it and be like, what the fuck is a hollow sky? Or the better option is that lottery that hit a couple years ago that was almost a billion dollars. Get the numbers to that motherfucker. A fucking billion dollars. That'd be sick. Sick. Email. Oh. Weird. New, new listener yeah. submission. Dope. 
That's crazy. You guys are fucking dope. All right, anyways, I'm going to get started on Go my story. Go Kyle. I've fucking rambled for 15 minutes. Because I am excited, and this is relatively long for what it was. So Kill it, skillet. The other day, I'm looking for something to, to write about, trying to get some inspiration, and I click on... A documentary. I go looking for a documentary. I'm like, yeah, we've talked about doing this before. Let's see if I can find a decent one to at least start me down the rabbit hole of something. And I, the first thing that pops up is it's a little documentary, and it's called The Confessions of a Time Traveler, The Man from 3036. And I'm like, okay. That would pique my interest. This is this is interesting. Um, I thought maybe it was a story that me and Steve have talked about before. Maybe not necessarily on air. But just in general, and... Uh, there are quite a few accounts of time travelers, actually. Yeah, and we've talked about a couple on and off the air, but I look down at the running time for this documentary, and it's literally only 36 minutes long. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. At the very least, I'm not going to be out much time. So I start watching it. Which is weird, because he's from 3036. Right. And hmm. so I start watching it, and the story starts off with a man who was arrested and he claimed to be from the year 3036. The man was taken into custody and all of his background information was ran. The man had no birth records, no social security, and no identification on file at all anywhere. What? So the police, you know, asked him like, hey dude, like, why were you stealing? Like what, <laughs> you know, what's going on? And he simply replied, well, I thought the food and clothing was free in marketplaces. And they were like, what the fuck? Like, what, what do you mean? So he goes on to explain that from the, the year which he is from, that's how society was actually built. So my first question is right off the bat is, is this someone who has been living under a fucking rock for all these years? Or is the guy crazier from the future? Like, what, what? Like, I'm, I'm kind of lost at this point. So after a short little while, this, this man comes on, and his name's Jack Helms, and he's with the documentary. And it starts off with a phone call between him and the time traveler that he was actually able to track down the man from 3036. And I don't know if it's his real name or not, but they call him Sebastian. So Jack asks Sebastian about the future, and he wants to know more about it. He's very interested in his whole story. He goes on to say how the future is not what you think it would be. And it, like the way he says it, gives me this it gave me like this little weird x-files vibe <laughs> and the tone of his voice like he has this specific tone but when he goes on in this in this sentence like he it gets very like kevin spacey just very robotic it, it's fucking weird but any other question it's like it reverts back to his normal voice i'm not implicating that it's two different people it's just something that i noticed it was just that one question? It was just the one question. The one time, like, it just, I don't know. It was weird. You'll have to watch it. What, what was the question? He asked, like, what, what's the future like? So it was almost like, 
almost like he could have been programmed to spout out that exact verbatim response. It very well could have been. I didn't even you know think about I mean? it like that. Yeah. That's, that's the way I'm picturing it. Like he's having actual human interaction and then they ask. It's almost like a trigger trigger statement and he just goes into yada, 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 yada. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point that he very well could have been a programmed thing. That way he can kind of, almost like he's being led, but not. Right. So. Like they're trying to hide their secrets. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So, you know, basically, Jack talks to him enough and gets him to go have an interview because he he wasn't trying to have an interview at all. He wanted no part of it, but I guess Jack got under his skin and he's like, fine, whatever. So before the interview begins for the first time, it's a face-to-face and you, you're you greeted with a man approaching Jack's vehicle and he's wearing a hoodie, a pair of aviator glasses, and a surgical mask. He knocks on the window and asks right away, he's like, I assume you're Jack, right? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm Jack. He's like, if you have a cell phone, turn it off now. If you must leave it on for emergency reasons or whatever, leave it on airplane mode and, you know, just just put it away. So he's kind of like, well, that's that's fucking a little little unsettling there. And they <laughs> shut off your only form of communication. Yeah, they and they they met at a park. And he, I guess he asked, he's like, why, why this park? Why of all places do you want to meet here? And Sebastian's like, it's, this is a nice place to come and just think and kind of decompress for the, you know, lack of better words. And in, in Sebastian's original pictures, he is bald. He has no hair, hair, no eyebrow hair, no facial hair, no hair at all. Completely bald all over, right? Well, when you see him, you can't. I I didn't notice that he actually had hair on his head, but you could you could see a little bit of stubble on his on his face. So Jack brings that up. He's like, "So what's uh what's up with your hair, man? Like when you first got here, you didn't have any hair at all, and now I notice you have a little bit of hair." And Sebastian says, in the future, people's hair doesn't grow. Well, why don't why doesn't it grow? It's due to radiation. The second then the second thing Jack brings up is his surgical mask, which is fitting for the time because of COVID. And he goes on to bring up COVID, so it had to have been filmed in recent time. But Sebastian also notes that everyone in the future must wear a mask when they go outside because the air isn't clean. So Jack asks, when does it start? And he replies with, it's already happening now. And basically Jack, to make it a little more clear, Jack is asking, when does all this downfall of society and the air and everything begin? And Sebastian replies with, it's it's already taking place. Like it's already starting. The ball's already rolling. Sebastian says that by the 2080s, which is what, 60 years away? Yeah. Over a billion people will die because of the air quality and the things that we've been breathing in or will be breathing in in the near future. 
Like, will they die all at once, or are they going to die over 80 years? That's a good question. You know I mean, because if, he didn't, if a he billion... Didn't clarify that. If a billion people fucking die tomorrow, that's a big deal. Right. But if a billion people die over the course of 80 years due to air quality and shit, that's probably part of the course. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Maybe what he's getting at is by 2080, there'll be over a billion people, but they die because of specific something specific. Yeah. Which is that a little sense. bit more alarming, I guess, you know. Just, yeah, that makes sense. Another thing I was going to interject about the uh, lack of hair. If you listen to evolutionary scientists talk about the evolution of human beings, as as we go, like if you think of, cavemen and shit like that they're short bulky hairy immensely strong but as as you move forward into more modern times you notice that we lose a lot of our muscle mass yeah um we've lost a lot of our hair because there's we don't we don't need it right you know what i mean we have so many machines and shit to help our everyday life that we don't need to be hulking behemoths to get our our daily shit done yeah so if if a thousand years in the future, I know that's pretty quick according to evolution, but maybe maybe we continue to lose our hair and we continue to be as such. That's why he didn't have any hair. Maybe it. Yeah. But the radiation makes sense too because at the rate we're going, that's probably what it's going to come down to. <laughs> it just let's, made me think of that. Let's hope not. But with the with the mask and the hair and stuff, Sebastian kind of elaborates a little more. He says everyone born. After that point, which I assume would be the 2080s, they will be born with high levels of ionized metals in their bloodstreams. Which is why he asked for the cell phone to be shut off, because the amount of radiation from the cell phone alone will make Sebastian sick. It'll make him ache all over. He can begin puking. His stomach will hurt. His, His head will start pounding. He just becomes completely sick. He says all of our devices put off tons of radiation. He also claims that by 2060, all cell phones will be banned. And what starting with TikTok? What kicks this off? Just actually, the tip of the iceberg. What what kicks all of this off? Off, according to Sebastian, is ironically enough because we've all heard about it in the conspiracy world, the rollout of 5G. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, he says this is... Do we have a dun, dun, dun button? Damn it. He says this is the kickoff for it. Sebastian is very critical, and he explains that no one in this time is self-aware at all. And in the future, they refer to our time as the idiot era, which, if anyone is unclear, that would be current time, 2020s. That's the fucking truth. You know, in the quote-unquote future, they call us the idiot era. By the 2080s... We're the ones that fuck it up, guys. (laughs) By the 2080s, the average lifespan will be 40 for men and 50 for women. Hell yeah. I'm almost there. (laughs) Deuces. As time goes forward, it does not... Or it does get a little bit better, he says, starting around 3010. So further on in the interview, Jack God asked, damn, it takes a thousand years for it to get better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get the world we deserve, people. Mm. Later on in the interview, Jack asked if his, if his plans are to stay in our time. Sebastian says that he can't go back. 
The technology is here, just not readily available. He goes on to mention the Montauk Project and Philadelphia Experiment, which we have both covered. They are part of time travel missions funded by the United States military. But if time travel is real, why not come back to our time and change everything? Why not make an effort to change the future? Sebastian says that time travel in the future is restricted to only military and elite staff. And the phrase elite staff is very ominous when Some I'm fucking listening to it. Shit. It just, I don't know, it, like... Rich people. Like, like, aside from throwing away that this is just a completely fabricated story, because he doesn't, he doesn't talk like it is, but nevertheless, like, the, the phrase elite staff is just fucking ominous. It makes you feel like he's part of a place that we don't understand yet. At least that's that's how I get from it. I feel like elite staff means rich motherfuckers. It very well could be. Because you think about the elite now, like like the people that were involved in Skull and Bones and Bohemian Grove, they're all rich-ass bankers and famous people and shit like that. Like who, who would have the key to time travel outside of people who have a hell of a lot of money or a hell of a lot of power or both? Right. Sounds pretty elite to me. Very. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just, it was one of them... Phrases that he said that just kind of caught me. But anyways, uh, Sebastian begins to break down the future in a little bit more detail at this point. He says that there is no such things as homes in the future. They actually transfer over to pods, which are kind of like homes. They're just small. Apparently, they're able to even transport them much easier, and use some type of magnetic system to lock them in place. He also goes into the mishap when he first got here about being arrested for stealing. He says in the future you have centers where you can get up to three items for free, and fruit is always free. A plus to it is that AI slash robots will take over the labor positions, so no more hard work for people. Dope. At least on a physical level. Free apples and no work. Yeah. He even laughs at how we pay for water here. Because (laughs) it's free in the future. So does everybody fucking else. Right. So, in the documentary, this is where they conclude the first interview. Just like me and anyone else, I'm sure Jack has tons of questions and wants more proof that what Sebastian's saying is actually true. One thing that was stated that stands out to me that I don't, when I think of time travel, I never really put it into perspective is the fact that he has traveled backwards in time. Yeah. So now he's landed here and we don't have the means to get him back. So he's stuck, which makes perfect sense. He also does kind of mention that it is here. Yeah, just not readily available. But it's yeah. something, like when, when I think of time travel, it's like, oh, I'm going to zoom back to fucking 2001, hang out, and then zoom back right ahead again. You don't think of traveling backwards that shit you have in your present is not in your past. Right. You know, if you travel back to 
the Kennedy assassination, you're you're going to be stuck there until you get to a point to where time travel becomes possible. Yep. Because you're not going to be able to just gather shit together and build yourself a goddamn time machine or whatever. <laughs> you're just going to be stuck. Yeah, absolutely. And I never thought about that up till he, him just saying that. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to rethink my time travel. Yeah, and... Piss. Dude, and it's... I don't know, like... This, like I said, this documentary fucking floored me. It really did. So back to my story here. Jack ends up getting in touch with Sebastian again, and he scores another interview. And in the second interview, right in the hopes of getting more answers, or no, he he scores it in, in hopes of getting more answers. But on his way to the interview, he stops at a gas station. And then he makes a turn here, makes a turn there. And he starts to notice something. He's starting to notice that there is a vehicle following him. Oh, shit. Everywhere he goes. Every turn he makes, every stop he takes, that vehicle is right there with him. Does it show it on the... No, it doesn't show it, unfortunately. I was going to say, that would be fucking creepy. I never watch. Dude, the story gets fucking crazy. I never watch to see if I'm being followed. I pay attention. I'm not to that point of paranoia yet, but I feel like now that Egress Industries wants me to become a time traveler, <laughs> I should probably look. So, this, and I, I feel like, Jack, I, I feel like you you did, Sebastian, a little bit of a dirty. I understand why you did it. But it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. So, at the beginning of the interview, Jack gets to the house, knocks on the door, Sebastian... Let's him in, and he's like, "Hey, man, you, you mind if I use your restroom? We've been driving for a little bit." And Sebastian's like, "Yeah, sure, it's right back here." He goes in the restroom with the camera on and starts rummaging through the drawers, Fucking rummaging through shit. Did he? Did he lose the car? I don't think so. I think he just he ended just, up. He just let the car going. follow right to Sebastian's house. I guess so. Slam to slaughter. Here you go. <laughs> but uh, he find, ends up finding a comb. And the comb's got some hair follicles on it. He knocks it off into the into a bag and sticks it in his pocket. Fucking FBI shit there. Yeah, dog. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. You're like an investigative journalist slash working for the documentary. I kind of understand as to why you did it. It just kind of fucked up, really. But anyways, Jack then asks Sebastian when they sit down. He's like, "Hey, man, can you just give me a crash course?" into the future and <laughs> Sebastian's sitting there and you, you can't see it. He's still wearing the hoodie glasses, mask, the whole nine. And he, he but he has that tone. He's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, crash course, huh? All right. Well, crash course is what you're going to get. Here we go. So right away he says, there's going to be several major wars a world war that will change everything. It will involve the United States, China, Russia, and Iran. And this war, as you can imagine, will be massive. But there's a war starting right now. Then I kind of got a shell shock moment right away. Like I like I've stated I'm the molder of the group. I tend to believe in the possibility of just about anything. So Sebastian says that there's already a war going on right now. It's called, or it's going to be called the vaccine war. 
billions of people will refuse the vaccine and billions will pay for it. Zing. Even in his time, 3036, the world does not recover from this. He goes on to fire up one of my biggest fears. A mandatory vaccine that has, you guessed it, a chip that gets implanted. Sebastian says, every child, including me, when I was born into, quote unquote, this is, I swear to God, a quote, the corporation has it put in them. Then he asked Jack to take a look at his scar on his left hand. And Jack, he he acknowledges, he's like, yeah, I see your scar. And Sebastian's like, here. He reaches his hand out and wants Jack to touch it and feel it. So Jack reaches out and he's like, Oh shit. Like I can feel something in there. If you and then Sebastian goes on to say, if you don't have this chip, you can't travel, you can't work, you can't go to school, you cannot do anything. If you don't have the chip, then you are called a beneather. A beneather is someone who refuses to get the implant and then is forced to live beneath the cities in the abandoned tunnels. Fucking mole people. They are also referred to as the ones below. But they think of themselves That's creepy as hell. They think of themselves as the believers. And I found that very interesting, that phrase there, the believers. But it comes to fruition later on in the story. Sebastian goes on to say that only or they only live the beneathers almost always die before forty years old. Because you can't live outside for those amounts of time without you know, uh, clean air and all that stuff. They all end up perishing. Another disturbing picture for the future. Sebastian says, these are the last days for freedom. How free we are right now is the freest we will ever be because in the future that will all go away. So kind of makes the claim that our kids will be seeing it stripped from us. The total population in the world during Sebastian's time is just over 2 billion people in 3036. Sebastian says that Jack, who is about 42, will be about 70 when something Sebastian calls the big blackout happens. So about 30 years from now, if this was recorded, I'm assuming it's recorded in 2020 because he talks about COVID. Yeah. Sebastian tells Jack, you, I mean, and this is what fucking, it kind of mind fucked me because when he gets into the big blackout part, he, he looks at Jack and he's like, how old are you? And Jack's like, I'm, I'm about 42. Sebastian looks at him and goes, you might want to check out before then. <laughs> because Sebastian says the big blackout happens in December 2052. Everything goes dark for five fucking years. The internet, the power, everything gone. They and he Sebastian says that the governments claim that it was some type of terrorist attack, but there are a lot of people in that time that aren't very convinced that it was terrorists. It's so, a pretty big terrorist attack to knock shit out for five years and. If I remember correctly, it's not 
just the United States. It's the planet. Everything's gone. It's almost insinuating that something outside of the planet did it or was orchestrated from the inside that did it. Right. Because when he talks, like... Easter is just around the corner, and what better way to celebrate the spring season than with a Minky Couture blanket? Whether you're gathering with family for an Easter egg hunt or just enjoying a quiet day at home, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Easter festivities. Made with ultra-soft and luxurious materials, these blankets will keep you cozy and comfortable, while their stylish designs will add a touch of spring to your day. And with a wide range of colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Minky blanket for everyone. So this Easter, make your day even brighter with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket just in time for Easter. Happy Easter from Minky Couture. He's sitting on a lot of hot button issues right now. Yeah. You know, and kind of playing off emotions from what I'm like digging into. Because he says there's going to be major world wars where it's going to change the world. Where there's been two of them in the last hundred years. So that's not that far fetched. Yeah. And he's talking about the vaccines, which is on the tip of everybody's tongue now. Yep. With COVID and everything. So this is kind of a piece that's interesting to me because it's, it. I mean, it kind of plays into what we're dealing with right now because look at the world we're in. Everything, especially with the, in the last six months, everything is virtual. People are learning yeah. virtual. People are working virtual. Yep. Take that away and there's, there's no contact with anybody. You right. know what I mean? Especially with COVID running rampant right now. Everybody's... Like, the virus plays on the most integral part of human beings. You know, right. that's interaction with other human beings. And now if you take that away, take all the form of communication away, it even plays it even worse. Yeah. I don't know. My brain's firing on, like, 50 <laughs> different things here. Carry on. Sorry. No, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, Sebastian, he, he, I mean, he flat out says that it, it's five years of just sheer chaos. It's hell. Oh, it's a hun- that's 100% what would happen. Yeah. If the grid did go down. Yeah. Think, I mean, everything, everything, everything is ran through electricity and the internet. Yep. Everything. People people who don't carry cash. Oh, the bank the bank grid went down. Sorry about you. You ain't got any money now. That yeah. sucks. Oh, you can't, can't keep track of your family because the phones are down and the internet's down and the electricity's down and you would automatically be, be set back 300 years. You'd be back in like- yep. Medieval times and shit, yep. which is probably a little later than that, but I'm but not a historian. With that blackout, Sebastian says that it it takes over 20 years to get back er, to get everything back online. Like that, which that is crazy. Even sounds yeah, that sounds even more crazy to me. Yeah, because you'd think we would be further ahead of that, unless it was something outside of our realm of knowledge. You know, if there was some kind of extraterrestrial oh, EMP that came through and just fucking wiped just the wait, shit. Just wait, buddy. It's gonna get there. <laughs> Sorry. It's gonna fucking get there. I'm just thinking, like, how, like, what what could happen that they can't fix within, like, a month? Yeah. But as far as you were, you were saying earlier about him touching all the hot-button issues, I mean, realistically, in, in theory, if he really is from the future, then he knows the history, you know, yeah. our current time, so to speak. But it makes me wonder if he's from 3032, 36, 36, my bad, and the average lifespan is only 40 to 50 years old, he would have been born a thousand years after after now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but these these are he's talking about pivotal pivotal moments. 
in history. In history, like so, he's it could have been in the wars. history books. Yeah, yeah, great wars, the the big blackout. I mean, you name it is is the big stuff. Did he state why he decided to come to twenty twenty? Was it an later accident? On. Oh, copy later on, right on. Yeah, but back to the the the. We got, crash course. We get so fucking sidetracked. The crash course of of the future. This this part. This is another thing where you're kind of like, man, if this is a giant made up story, like, why are you going into this much detail? He goes on to tell Jack about zoos in his future. He's like, dude, zoos in my future are in my time. You know what animals are in there? Cats, dogs. Squirrels. Probably because we killed every other motherfucking thing off. Shit like that, because at this point, these are exotic animals. It seems like they've stripped the earth to put miles and miles of wind turbines and solar panels and reflective mirrors on onto the earth. When children are born, this is another thing that was fucking crazy, and it's creepy. When children are first born, they are assigned partners. Little robots that monitor the kid's health until 16, which is the legal age to reproduce. But the same robots also act like the police, parents, guardians, everything. Some fucking Fallout 4 shit right Right. there. From a young age, they are taught that every quote-unquote resident, which is just slang for the population... They are taught that everyone is equal. <coughs> no one is more important than the next. He also states that religion is no more. It is strictly forbidden. Anyone who still practices is forced to live with the beneathers. Then Sebastian goes into to mating, which is really fucked up. You can only mate if you're healthy. And let's say you are. Well, you only get to do it about three times a year. And it's strictly for getting your partner pregnant. They are con- and when you're trying this and throughout your your course of preparing, I suppose, they're constantly monitoring you. They put you on hormone therapy drugs. If you're caught having children outside of the allotted times where you don't have a caretaker, which is the little robot, this is fucked up. They they will take the babies, and it's Sebastian said it is speculation, but they will take the babies, and the babies will either be killed or used for food. I was going to say that. Yeah. Like I said, if there's one thing I hate about the Midwest, it's all the damn cannibals. Right. And he didn't, but he also didn't make it clear <laughs> if it was just the babies or if it was the entire party involved. Uh, like a f- five-course meal. Yeah. So I'm not... It it didn't go into that type of detail, so I I'm unclear on that. I love that he's stating all this stuff as factual that it happened, but when it comes to eating the babies, he's like, "But that's just speculation." Oh, dude, <laughs> believe me, this that this this is just like the icing before the cake for <laughs> me, like because I'm watching it at this point and I'm like, "Okay, this is a this is an interesting story. Like this is fucked up, okay, but I like it, you know." He, he says that in the future, there is no form of entertainment at all whatsoever. The only thing they have going for them is reading. But if you are not reading for any purpose 
the only way the only way reason you should be reading is for education. If you're reading, say a Spawn comic, you're going to jail. If you get caught, you're arrested. You can't read for enjoyment. Nope, nope. It's all education. This is another thing that is really fucked up. The United States is no more. There is no state or country. The entire world is under a corporation. And he, he specifically brings up the United States because they are in the United States. So he's he's saying to Jack, he's like, the United States is no more. Nada. He said that the entire world is split into three major corporations. And if I... I kind of misunderstood this part, but the way that he made it sound was that there's three corporations, but it seems like over the course of time, they all three merged together. So I assume that it started out as which the United States area would be under the Rothschild Corp. Which is a huge name. Exactly. Huge, powerful. If you talk about elite, that exactly. name is going to be there. Exactly. Are they bankers? I can't remember. I think so. Then you have apparently a, a company called Gavi. G-A- I assume it's G-A-V-Y. I could be wrong. Um, but this corporation is apparently going to be owned by Bill Gates. Weird. To file it all off, we have Amazon. And he's like, which you already have. Amazon is here. And then apparently Amazon and this Gavi merged together to create Gavazon, (laughs) which sounds dumb as fuck. Sick. (laughs) And then he, he kind of switches gears. He's like, in the future, there isn't many holidays. The, the the holiday, or one of the holidays is called Day of the United, which celebrates the merger between the three major corporations. Then they have a day called the Day of Caring Ones. They also have a global currency, which is done through the implant. The fucking weird thing is, people have been talking about this coming for a long time now. The chip global currency, and a one-world order. So, it's kind of an interesting note. And at this point, the the second interview is basically concluded, and Jack leaves Sebastian's house while he's on the road. Guess who he sees in his rearview mirror? Probably a damn black SUV. The SUV, or the vehicle, he doesn't even go into the, the make, but the, the vehicle is still following him. During the this interview, the second one, this is where things start to kind of pick up a little bit for me. Jack asks Sebastian about the, the chip in his hand. And so Jack is like, hey, Sebastian, like, would you, would you be willing to go to the doctor with me and allow us to get an x-ray of your hand? We'll pay for everything. And Sebastian's sitting there, and he kind of, it, it, like, if I had to guess, he had a smirk on his face, and then he was like, "What? You don't believe me, do you?" And Jack's like, "It's it's not that. Like this, just if if there is something in there, and we have an X-ray of it, this will just bring more validity to your story." And Sebastian's like, "Let's do it. Let's go." And he also ends up talking. Sebastian into getting blood drawn. He's up for all of it. He's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, so they set it up. They go off. 
They do the x-rays. All right, pump the brakes. Okay. So in their first meeting, he can't be around cell phones because the radiation will kill him. No, it doesn't kill him. It just makes him him sick. sick. But he can go in for a super dose of radiation for an x-ray. I don't know. But it's on his hand. It's on his hand, in all fairness. But anyway, That was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, all right, Sebastian. Hey. Okay, so... Sebastian, come on this. Come on the show. They get... Let's talk it. They get the x-rays done, and clear as day, in his left hand, there's a little... It's in, it's in the shape of like a uh, oh like a piece of rice, but it's it's clearly a little bit bigger than rice, but it's it's there. It's clear as day. Um, damn. So <laughs> if it is a hoax, dude's committed. Okay, well get this part. Here we go. This is where thing. This is where like I okay. <laughs> I love it when you get to do yeah. like all right. Here all we right, go. yeah. So we're just gonna completely throw out that this could be a fucking fake story. Just everybody run with me. So copy that you have the x-ray. There's proof. There's something in his hand. Then those, you remember those, um, hair follicles he sent off. Look at these. Right. It looks like that one. Just you're pointing at right now. They're, they're the medical RFID chips. That's what it looks like. People are trying to put out. Okay. So you remember the, the hair follicles. Is that, that might be the X. X-ray. Uh, yeah, carry on. So the hair follicles come back. Dude, this is fucked up. Hair follicles come back. He sent them off to two different companies, right, just to be extra safe. So the first one comes back, and it's almost like they run uh, it on Ancestry. So on this one test that come back, it has like the the Asian, Black, Hispanic, yeah, all the yeah, ethnicities, yeah. all the races across the planet. Sebastian comes back as zero, 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 zero. Oh, he's zero. not even a human. Cool. All the way across the board. Second test comes back. This one's no different. Zero, zero, zero. So, at this point, it's giving me anxiety. Sebastian's DNA is not linked to anyone. On this on this planet and the current time, Sasquatch DNA. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but, if funny thing, I'm not. I'm interrupting again as I always do, which I'm horrible about. But once you said the chips, I looked up these RFID chips and what they look like, which coincides exactly with what you said it looked like. And if you look at the placement where they put hand. them, right in right in the meat of the hands, where right. you pointed at. All right, well, so fucking <laughs> no more interruptions because this is where the story starts fucking really Copy picking that up. Out. Shut the fuck up. So at this point, his bloodline cannot be traced to anyone on the planet. So at this point, Jack tries to call Sebastian. And I like the the tone in, in Jack's voice. I feel like he's going to be like, yo, hey, Sebastian, like I've got something to tell you, man. And I assume it's, it's going to be over the hair follicles. He's going to break it to him like, hey, dude. I took your hair. I'm sorry for misleading you, but I did it, and this is what happened. Well, Sebastian answers the phone, and Jack's like, like I said, he he's like, hey, man, I got something to tell you. And he's like, can we meet up and talk? And Sebastian says, I can't talk. I wasn't completely honest to how I got here. I can't talk anymore. 
Then the line goes dead. Jack's like, Sebastian, are you there? There's nothing. So Jack then goes to Sebastian's house, knocks on the door, tries calling him, nothing. So then Jack ends up hunting down Sebastian's landlord. And he asks the landlord, he's like, hey, man, have you heard from Sebastian at all? And land, and at this point, I assume it's been a little bit in time because the landlord's like, he didn't say nothing to me. He just left and left all of his belongings. He's like, what the fuck? So fast forward a little bit past this. It's been a week or two since Sebastian's initial disappearance. Jack, the documentary filmmaker, is still being followed which is relatively strange. And then it goes on that the blood samples from Sebastian come back. And believe it or not, it shows a bunch of graphs. Like he shows the paperwork. I don't fucking know what any of them numbers and all the the pie charts and bullshit mean. But it basically says that there were high levels of metals in Sebastian's blood. And even the lab tech said, I have never in my entirety of this profession have seen anything remotely close to this. Weird. Which is fucking weird. So, like I said, for the following few weeks, you have Sebastian just disappearing leaving all of his stuff, all these tests are coming back, and they're they're validating Sebastian's story. And Jack is still being followed. Well, this is where things get fucking interesting. Even more so at this things point. Things are already fucking like interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm already, like at this point, I'm vested in this documentary. I'm like, holy fucking shit. So, while, I mean, I got goosebumps. Jack finds an article, right, in the paper. Or it was was either in the paper or it might have actually been a news feed that was going on. And it's from the area which they are at. There was a woman, or a woman, a woman jogging through a park at 8 a.m. And the park's name was Cypress Park. She found a fucking body that had been caught on fire. The guesstimation was that it was a white male in his mid-30s, and he was around six feet tall, which ironically enough fits Sebastian's description. But that's not the weird part. The weird part is not only that there was a fucking burnt body in that park, and the park just so happened to be the very same park that Jack and Sebastian met at the very first time, but the body was found missing its left hand. The chip. Exactly. So Jack goes on to say, Damn. I can't, I cannot prove that this was Sebastian. But what are the odds that not only is there a burnt body in the park that we met at for the very first time, but the left hand was missing. So that's fucking super strange. Okay. Well, wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. So 
you know, you're, you're like, okay, this is really fucked up. Well, give it a little bit, give it a little bit in the, in the documentary. It cuts back to a section that I assume was going to be left out of the actual documentary. But since Sebastian is now pronounced or assumed to be dead, I assume this is why he got put into the documentary. So it cuts back to the second interview. And Jack asked Sebastian, how did you get here? Sebastian says, it was an accident. I didn't, I didn't even mean to come here. At this point, Sebastian clearly gets, or no, sorry. Jack then is like, what do you mean? It was, it was an accident. Like how, how the fuck do you accidentally time travel? And Sebastian starts to get aggravated. He, he, He's, you can tell he's mad, and he he's like, shut the camera off. Then he gets up, and he's like, shut the camera off now. Camera goes off. A couple seconds later, the camera comes back on, and it's aimed at Sebastian's hands. And Sebastian goes on to say, all right, man, <clears throat> listen. I got here as an accident, and that is the official story. What I'm about to tell you you can't just go around and tell everybody. You can't tell anybody, okay? So, and Jack's like, all right, man, that's fine. So the entire time I'm wondering, is this fake? Like, what what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. Because that's when it, it kind of struck me was whenever the camera came back on at his hands. But I'm like, well, you know, okay, let's just run with it here. So Jack says, or no, Jack agrees to the terms. He's like, all right, I won't tell anybody about it. We, we, I'm not going to talk about it. Let's just, let's just hear it and let's get there. Sebastian says, 3036. That's it. That's the end. And Jack's like, what? What do you mean? 3036. It's the last year humanity will exist. So what the fuck does he go on to say? Other than it's it's the way of the earth. Every 6,300 years or so, we apparently have a reset. Depending on who you ask. Mostly the beneathers. But they believe, hence the believers, they believe that the supreme race are returning. The Anunnaki. They live on planet X. He says that your government already knows about this and is fully aware of the supreme race, even in the current time. But this information doesn't surface for another 800 years. Sebastian explains how that's the problem is that over the years, no one learns the truth and ends his statement with history is nothing more than a set of lies agreed upon. And then the, 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 the documentary is over, but I noticed throughout the documentary that there were news clips that were being played and this, that, and the other. So I'm, I'm kind of just scrolling through the credits, seeing if maybe uh, Steve Cannon as Sebastian or, you know, looking at the character cast, blah, 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 blah. But they actually went on to cite and source the news channels they, they used in the documentary for the burning body, for this and for that. So it, it kind of, I was like, well, okay, <laughs> that's relatively interesting. 
Because you wouldn't just go inside them for no reason, as far as I would, you know, assume. But I don't know. Literally, it's a 36-minute documentary. I just turned it into an hour and four minutes. (laughs) But I'm telling you, like, it is something that if you are even remotely interested in this field, I would highly recommend going and watch it. It's on Amazon. Confessions of a Time Traveler, The Man from 3036. Totally worth watching. What do you think about all that, Steve? Uh, oh, that's a lot to unpack, Kyle. I I just looked up. I'm like, bodies in Cypress, Cypress Park, and there was a burned body found in Cypress Park, weirdly enough, but it was from 2018, not 2020. So I don't. I well, I don't necessarily know. I didn't grab what year the documentary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I looked it up, and it's on IMDb as released in 2020. But I don't know. Well, when yeah, it was they made. could have recorded it in because, like as you said, if he's from the future and he knows shit about the past, he could already know about COVID. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But another right. thing that got me was uh, him talking about the world resetting, and there is a theory. I know a bunch of a bunch of believers that we only can advance so far in science and technology before it does reset. And But it's always unclear as to why the reset happens. Yeah. And there there are theories what if out there. That's the reason. Like with with the pyramids being built and if you look at some of the ancient structures how how it almost looks like they are like the bricks and the mortar and shit have almost been machined. Like they're precision cuts. You can't even get Today, pieces of paper through the way that these uh, blocks and shit are put together at some of these sites. Well, I've I've watched that. As far as th- that's concerned, that we don't even have the tools today to make some of the perfect cuts. Those that were that were made back then, they're I mean, they're little square cutouts in in stone, and they're they're perfect. I mean, there's no other way around it. They're they're perfect. Yeah. Um. One of them is uh. I'm by. Apologize if I pronounce this wrong, but uh, Gobekli Tepe, I've seen, and some of the the architecture and the structures found at this place is is beyond what we could accomplish now. And to think about that being because it's eleven thousand years old, that's what it's dated to be at. And if that, if we don't even know if that's right. That's right. as that's as far back as we can think. And some of the the angles and the way that the shit is put together, like. A couple, a couple dudes banging rocks together is not going to be able to do this. So the theory is that we are given information from higher beings to see what we can do with it. Right. And then once we get too far, they're like, whoa, pump the brakes. Right. You know, and then they just, they're like, yeah. Because, I mean, look look at us now. Look at where we were a hundred years ago to where we are now. We have weapons that can fucking wipe countries off the goddamn planet. Right. Instead of like... Curing cancer, we're like, let's let's see how many fuck fucking you up. how many square miles we can turn to a sheet of glass. So you know, are you dumb, stupid, or dumb? Huh? That's an exact quote from the Anunnaki. Yes, they sent to us. It is an exact quote. It is. So they're looking down here. They're like these these fucking motherfuckers aren't even trying to do good with it. You no. know. So they're like, okay, reset. But it's just I don't know. It, like it. Like when I when I heard that part about the the reset, we have a reset. Yeah, I mean, you like think it about made it like, me think because you brought it up to me several times. I didn't even know anything about it, but you brought it up. 
about how there's that theory that civilization constantly gets reset once it reaches a point. And it just made me like, holy fuck. Like, there's tons of little synchronicities in here and tons of different links to everything that's going on currently and in the past and in the future. And it's just... Because, I mean, look at look at uh, Atlantis. And yeah. people who've talked about Atlantis being so far ahead in technology as the times that, that were there. You know, something had to reset. Look at... Look at uh, what is it? The... The Library of Babylon or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. They said when that thing burnt down, 10,000 years of history reset. Yeah. That's how much you lost when that thing went down. That's so fucking crazy. Like, how how much of that information talked about the technology of the times and shit? I mean, you have... When we look back, we're, we are so naive, we are so full of ourselves that we think we are the pinnacle of the fucking planet. We are just... At, a little bit more evolved monkeys that walk around here thinking that we're the fucking greatest thing since, since (laughs) anything, you know, that's why when I, when I think about aliens and shit, like why, why the fuck would they even want to come here and talk to us? What, what, what would we know? I mean, what do we have to provide to them outside of some kind of sick, morbid fascination to see what the fuck we're going to do to ourselves next? Why would they even want to come here? That's a valid point. I mean, I mean, Nobody has that answer quite yet. But going, not, that's irrelevant, but going back here, like to think that, that we're the tip of the pinnacle of technology, we might be now, but maybe we weren't compared to the technology 6,000 years ago. Well, I mean, in, in his calculations, it's, it's not supposed to happen for another fucking thousand years. I mean, you know, like you said, imagine where we were 100 years ago. Imagine where the fuck we're going to be in almost a thousand years. Yeah, I mean, if you look at some of these pictures, or even of, even if you take that away, but even up to the great the blackout twenty fifty two, that's still another thirty years of us technologically advancing, which I can only imagine where we're gonna be in thirty years. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Some of this stuff that is put together. Yeah, like there's rock carvings and shit, and this is supposed to be like twelve thousand years ago, right? When we think that far back, we just think of like guys carrying sticks and they're yeah. afraid of fire and all this shit. But you look right. at some of these, the way these rocks are carved and put together and some of the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Some of the carvings in them. It's so far beyond like, look at this shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've heard it of, it looks like um, it's 3d fucking printed. The, the Sumerians, they have a stone tablet that has the entire solar system carved into it. And the Sumerians, we can't even read their fucking language. Yeah. Because it's so old. Which only almost further further states that like there are there are mass resets. It's, yeah, you know I mean, I mean it's gotta be. Because how the fuck would they know about the solar system if they were if all they did was carve shit into rocks? Dude, it's you know, so... it's just I don't know, it doesn't make sense, but I don't know. Overall, what do you think of the story? Oh man, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 open to it being real. Oh, dude, I'm Mulder. I'm in. You know what I mean? I'm fucking in. Because there, like, I can't I can't discredit it because there's so much fucking shit that we don't know. So much shit that's hidden from us today that. This is not beyond the realm of possibility by any no. by any means at all. 
So it just makes me wonder questions that I have. Why did he come back to 2020? You know, what, what makes this year any different than 2018? What makes this year any different than 2025? What brought him back to this specific time? Because he said it was an accident, but then he's yeah. like, whoa, psych, not that an accident. That was the official story. Yeah, not an accident. You know, I, dude, it, it's hard telling. I mean, because when he said I'm not, when he said that I am was not truthful with you in the final phone conversation, mm-hmm. I was not truthful with you as to as to how I got here. Right. There's something fucked up there. Right. Absolutely. So it almost it like because then now my brain gets really fucking turning. What if he came back here to get the wheels turning to become the future? that he's living in it is possible you know what i mean like anything's possible at this point and there's no way if if that was truly sebastian's body in that park then you'll never have any answer beyond the answers that are in this i don't think it was because i the i was looking up news i don't even know if it's the right cypress park i don't know it may it may have been but the way i'm thinking is like no nobody thought i personally didn't think that up to this point that kind of the continents would be divided into corporations maybe he came back here and told this document documentarian that it's like that the documentarian puts the documentary out and the rothschilds and bezos and gates is like you know what oh dude there could be something fucking to this see i agree i disagree i feel like i feel like that could be extremely plausible in the future especially if we do have a war unlike any other war oh, and the governments g- completely destroy each other. No, I'm not even saying that that's out of the realm. I'm just saying maybe he was sent here to start that th- train of thought. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, I could totally see that. I'm not saying that that's out. Oh, that's that's 100% yeah. the way that they wish things were. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe too, maybe he's just coming here to get Plant the ball seeds. rolling. Maybe he's and not then, a good guy coming to warn us. Maybe he's a bad guy coming to get his, get shit started. And then back to your point about the body possibly or may or may not being his or not, but assuming that the dude really is from the future, you would think that that would be a really valuable asset. Who's to say they didn't just find someone who relatively matched Sebastian's yeah. make and then cut his left hand off to get this documentary guy to be like, oh shit, that was definitely Sebastian. But when really they just moved him just somewhere. Some homeless guy or some shit. Yeah, they just moved him somewhere, took him to a secure location. You you name the scenario at that point, and maybe that's really what happened. And my thoughts are, is there some kind of weird ass butterfly effect whereas if he dies now, did he never make it to the future? Did he just kill did he just get killed in the past? To where he doesn't even exist in the future, which would explain hmm. as to why his DNA didn't show up. That's Nothing in his up. DNA shows up because at, at this point, because the DNA tests come back about the same time he disappears, yeah, he doesn't exist anymore because he was killed in the past, didn't make it to the future. <laughs> Boom. So, of course, his DNA didn't show up because he never existed. That is fucked up. That didn't, yeah. I mean, that would... That that line of thinking is just gonna melt my brain. So, yeah, like, if if he was killed off, what kind of crazy fucked up butterfly effect has just happened? Maybe, maybe him being killed just threw off this this timeline so timeline. much that this this doesn't even exist. Yeah. We might not make it in the next week now, right? Because of that asshole. Yeah. Oh God, I hate thinking about uh, physics and quantum yeah. physics and time travel and effects of shit now happening 
having effects in the future. <laughs> because I mean, if you are killed in this timeline, it's like it's like the the grandfather paradox. You right. Know what I mean, if yeah, you yeah. go if you go back in time and kill kill your grandfather, do you exist? And if you don't Probably exist because you killed your grandfather, who went back in time and killed your grandfather? Right. Yeah. Oh, that could so, go on forever. Yeah. It really could, but. Uh, overall, I mean, we're. I'm, gonna, I'm de- You have piqued my. I'll, I'll leave it at this. You have piqued my interest enough to where I'm going to watch the uh, documentary. <laughs> Good. I want. <laughs> I want everybody listening to go watch it because it is fantastic. Like, I don't know. It's just one of them stories. I I went into it with extremely low expectations, and I came out on the other end like, holy shit! Worth it. And I'm not kidding you guys. It's 36 minutes long. Yeah, we talked about it Fucking twice as long as that. It's it's phenomenal. It is it is phenomenal. I cannot appreciate it enough. So with that being said, I think we are gonna go ahead and bring this episode episode <laughs> up after we talk. to its close. <laughs> that went a lot longer than I anticipated. Yeah, and if we don't if we don't end it now, we're just gonna keep going with more theories and more chaos. So. I know because now he doesn't exist because he got murdered. That's very possible. I'm I'm just. My brain is just See? peaked as to him saying I was not truthful. So now, now you have to question every fucking thing he said because he just said he was a liar. No, he he said he wasn't truthful with how he got here. Okay, so he is a liar, which makes well, you question everything else that he says. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I disagree. Yeah, but because like, you, like if no. I told you if I told you this big like far strung story about how I went out and I saw a Bigfoot and I shot it and I put it in my freezer and I have this here and you need to come and see it. And when you come to see it, I open the freezer and I'm like, I wasn't exactly truthful about the That's Bigfoot That's way fucking different I'm than just how saying, you got there. Yeah, but I'm just saying it. That's not it even discredits, relevant. It discredits his credibility no. when he says he how he wasn't truthful. No, no, because in that scenario, it would be... Well, I flew out there in a helicopter, you know, to hunt Bigfoot. And then later on in the story, you go, well, actually, I didn't fly out in a helicopter. I was driving out there. That is the scenario, not the whole fucking... You don't just say, I was hunting Bigfoot, and then... Later on in the story, you're like, well, actually, I wasn't hunting Bigfoot. Yeah, but it's not the content that I'm, like, trying to portray. It's just the fact that he wasn't 100% honest. We... Yeah, so it we, has to make you question what other shit wasn't he honest about. That's be, all I'm trying to he say. He can't be honest because he's obviously, dead and he never existed because no, his DNA is zero. No, he can't be honest because he obviously knew that people were watching him. Maybe he knew That's he my was going to die. Fucking maybe. I don't know. Dude, the, and par- we'll never the paradox know. thing fucks me up because if he's dead now, he can't come back from the future. Right. So this documentary was never made. Well, I've seen it, so fuck oh, off. Fuck. Are you from the future? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and I don't even know it. I don't I don't know either. All right, we're fucking into this. This yeah, is ridiculous. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, like it, share it around. I know we don't show it as much love as we should. We're getting some equipment together, hopefully, to go on some ghost hunts and probably talk shit on ghosts and then run around screaming like little kids so that should be interesting yeah i also gotta upgrade my computer too so that's gonna be about three g's zing zing yeah buddy 
but uh, we do check the YouTube quite a bit. So we try to keep in interaction over there for all of our YouTube listeners. Please feel free to try to contact us through that. For sure. And as well as all the other social medias. Um, so until the next time we meet, stay safe, stay weird. And Sebastian, if you're not dead and you do still exist, uh, we got a spot on the podcast for you to come and talk to us about all this shit. So feel free to check us out. Dog. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.